What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 292 for the week of June 18th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is The Season 4 Continuum Transfunctioner, which is the joke that I've made for the Quantum Translocator ever since that thing has been officially announced. So if you don't know, dude, where's my car? Look it up because it's fucking lit, fam. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fryer. This week I'm joined by the man in the old Halo champion, uh, World Championship 2018 t-shirt. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? Well, I'm doing all right. It's Monday. So, like, the work side of Monday always sucks. Yes. But and happy here. Juneteenth, by the way. Yes. yes I want to make yes, sure yes. that's known. Uh, and I was going to say we're here to talk Halo. Excited to get into it. Yes. Got some information from the season four update and we're going to go through it all. Yes. So just a real quick thing before we get into what's in this week's episode of the show. Um, for those who are tuning into live to live show, welcome. Hope you guys are having a great night slash day slash whatever the fuck is going on. Uh, mud, Ikuza, hero, uh, Ashley, uh, Bert Bobain. um, Berg and Knight. Thank you all so much for being here. And then if you guys are listening to the audio version or the YouTube version, and obviously if you guys are here live, I just want to say this real quick before we get into the actual show. This show is going to be a little different than normal shows we have in the past. The reason why I say that is because uh, for those who have listened for a long time, you will know that we've had episodes that included a lot of reading. Um, this episode is one of those episodes that includes a lot of reading. Um, obviously in opinions will be included throughout the reading, but season four for Halo Infinite releases tomorrow. By the time we're recording this show, we record on Monday evening, season four for infinite releases tomorrow on Tuesday. There's a lot to unpack with what is coming with the season. Um, some good, some arguably not so good. And I have a rant as well later on within the episode. So if you like Josh rants or if you don't, one's coming regardless. So enjoy or don't enjoy. I don't, whatever. Um, Danny Phantom, welcome back. Good to see you. All in one and Ash, welcome back as well. And Bowie, <laughs> welcome back. See you as well. You know, all caps. I thought I had to you scream had to. it. You know what I mean? Yep, I, I feel you. Hell yeah. And Knight, welcome as well. <clears throat> don't think I forgot about you. I didn't forget about you. Okay. So without further ado, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have a qualifier information for HCS Salt Lake City has been revealed. And yep, they changed the dates again. And then we have our topic of a deep dive into what to expect with the or release of season four for Halo Infinite, including a rant on customization. So stay tuned for that. Without further ado, Will, let's get into some uh, competitive news. HCS Arlington Pools by the HCS. Um, I included a link in the show notes, exclamation point show notes and chat, or if you listen to the audio version of the show or check out the YouTube VOD, it's included in the description. We are not going to go through them right now. Reason being our Arlington preview episode will be next week. So we're going to, I included the link. If you guys want to go check out the pools right now, but we're going to break everything down and talk about the entire event, what to expect um, and our predictions and everything next week. Okay. Because, Arlington is next weekend, like not this coming weekend, but the following cool, cool. 
Alumnite departs G1. This was announced today, as a matter of fact. This is by Alumnite. He says, today is my last day with G1. I wanted to give a massive thank you to Kenny Vaccaro for the opportunity. Much love to all the staff and players as well. I'll be making an announcement tomorrow about what's next for me. What's up, Taylor Swift? Is that Brooks? I think it's Brooks. Yeah. Brooks, if that's you on the alt. Hello. Hope everyone is awesome and their families are healthy. Hope you're fucking awesome and healthy as well. You already know you're awesome. I hope you're healthy. There you go. Um, so yeah, uh, good luck to alumni in the future. We love him. Have always loved him. Love what he does. Uh, so I, the one thing I will say about him um, is that I would love to like know what the fuck happened with the roster stuff. You know, like I would love to like have a conversation with him and just be like, are you able to talk about anything that happened with that whole situation? Because you went from having uh, a really great perspective team from what it looked like on the outside looking in to obviously not placing where you guys wanted to, to then completely dropping your roster and then picking up hive. So I think it's a big conversation to be had there, obviously. Um, but regardless, it sounds like there were no hurt feelings between any of the parties. It sounds like this is all mutual, and it sounds like alumni has something already planned for the future. So good luck to him. And then uh, the next piece of competitive news, open bracket players will now be eligible to compete with players from other regions. And this was also announced today. Um, this is by the HCS. From their rule book, again, this episode's going to have a lot of reading, so I apologize in advance. But from their official rule book, here is what it says Open bracket roster compositions, uh, inter regional teams. And this is also, just for clarification, this is for Arlington and forward. Okay, so this starts in Arlington. Teams competing in the open bracket at any major event must adhere to the following stipulations regarding international teams. For the avoidance of doubt, the established region of the coach is not a consideration for team eligibility. No changes will be made to the global point totals of any player on any inter-regional roster in regard to seeding. The region of precedence is defined as the majority region of an inter-regional team. Determined either by numerical majority or the stipulations outlined below. The highest individual player point totals from the region of pre uh, precedence will be used as the maximum value that the players from the remaining regions can attain in regard to seeding. Therefore, if two-fourths of the roster is U.S., one-fourth of the roster is Mexico, another fourth of the roster is EU, then the point, then the, the region of precedence is the U.S., okay? What's up, Daddy? Welcome back. Um, if all four players are from the uh, same region, the teams will be seated using the standard process. If the team is composed of three players from one region and one from a different region, the three players from the same region will have their points totaled for seating consideration using the standard process. And the one player from the different region will have their regional points capped to an amount equal to the highest individual point player from the group of three same region players. Okay. And then I'm not going to fucking read the rest of it. You can go ahead and read it yourself. It's it's in there. It's all there. Just know that starting with Arlington and moving forward, you can now have inter-regional teams. So that's pretty fucking cool. I wonder if this came into play after like uh, barcode and tapping buttons coming over to Native White. It could, but doesn't, don't they live here? I thought barcode and tapping live here. They may have. Yeah. I think they moved here for the team. Yeah. But like barcode still, like between the seasons, I think went home. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know stuff. how their citizenship is taken into consideration either. Like, are they 
I don't know. You know, I don't know. Also, these new rules are only for open bracket teams now. Oh, there you oh, go. Th- yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I'm I was just wondering if them coming over had any spark to Maybe. this kind of like interregional stuff. Maybe. Very well could be. Moving on. I believe this is the last one that I have. Yes. The last piece of competitive news that we have today is the HCS Salt Lake City Global Invitational hosted by Space Station. Yo, Chica, with the 12-month resub, you get a woo! Thank you for the year sub, my man! Hey! All right. I haven't done that one in a while. This is by the HCS. And this is where the dates changed, so we're going to fucking go through it. HCS Salt Lake City will take place in two, two locations at the Gateway Shopping Mall. The depot, which is the HCS main stage, For almost 20 years, the Depot has hosted some of the biggest acts in Salt Lake City, and now it'll host the Halo community as the world's best teams battle it out. Located in the north wing of the historic Union Pacific building, the Depot will be the main stage for the HCS Global Invitational. Included as an address if you so, or if you were so inclined. And then you have the Underground which is booths, games, merch, and more. The Underground is Space Station's massive 22,000 square foot pop-up space just around the corner from the depot. This is where fans will find the B, C, and D streams, as well as where the booths, free play area, merch, games, and more will be. The Underground is free entry for all, so even if you aren't able to snag a ticket, you can still swing on by and enjoy the best Halo has to offer. Now that's fucking cool. Uh, That's pretty sweet. Man, who knew Space Station knows how to throw an event? The thing I'm worried about with this two-space thing Mm -hmm. is, of course, you have your main stage stuff going on, and that's pretty regularly scheduled. Yes. But if all the equipment and everything else is in the separate space, like what happens if a team all of a sudden has to move to a a side station or something else? Like that's going to be a massive time lag. That's That's the only concern. I'm glad you bring that up because I didn't even fucking think about that. That's a really, really good point. So hopefully they do have all their ducks in a row on that. They did say it is located right around the corner. Yeah. So it's hopefully a, it's not too big of a trek. Yeah. It's it's um it's like a shopping mall area. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's all confined really close. Okay. Um, Daddy, looking forward to it as well. I'll have stickers. Tournament format will. HCS Salt Lake City will feature a sixteen team pool play into champ bracket format. Pool play. All right. Here's where shit gets. F- Welcome to, this is uh word salad. Yucky, yucky. <laughs> yeah, like that Wiggles reference there, bro. Only real ones will know that. Pool play. 16 teams. Four team pools. Duh. Single round robin, best of five. Best of five. Top two teams from each pool will start in winners. Third place teams in each pool will start in losers. And fourth play teams will be gone. Jacka, unfortunately not. You know, I I should have fucking did scratch and sniff. That'd be fucking amazing. That would be incredible. They'd smell like Will's asshole. No, they yeah, would not. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. What's up, Shirzy? Welcome back. Peter, welcome back as well. No. Google's reference fire, dude. Yeah. Um, have they stopped using Twitter if that is pretty much their sole way to communicate announcements at these events? Uh, could see the historical lack of logistical coordination being a problem here, especially with two venues. No, they still primarily use Twitter or their Discord is what I would assume they use for the players. Shirzy might be able to better comment on that. 
my my assumption is that I know that HCS uses their Twitter account for like relaying information, but I also believe that there is a Discord server that is used for communication for everybody, like that are at, actually at the event. In terms of like personnel and players, not obviously attendees. You know what I mean? So, Shirzy, if you know or if I have any clarification, please feel free to post it. Um, the top eight placing teams at the HCS Arlington Major will lock in those respective seeds in pool play at Salt Lake City. The remaining eight pool play slots will be distributed in two ways. The first way being the HCS Salt Lake City Global Invitational Qualifier. Just like Dallas, this will have a qualifier in each region that will reward pool play spots to the following teams. North America gets two. Europe, Mexico get one. Australia, New Zealand get one as well. Okay. A pre-qualifier in each region will determine the teams that will compete in the qualifier. July 16th is the pre-qualifier. For North America, I literally, these tables I had remade from the fucking article, okay? Okay. So for North America, the top 12 teams that register with the most points will auto-qualify for the main qualifier, and the pre-qualifier will play out until the top four. For the EU, the top six teams that register with the most points will auto-qualify for the qualifier, and the pre-qualifier will play out until the top two. Same for Mexico, same for Australia, New Zealand. Okay? July 23rd is the actual qualifier, where North America will start on the 22nd of July. For North America, 16-team pool plays, fourth place in pools is eliminated, 12-team bracket, double elim. And then for EU, Mexico, and Australia, New Zealand, respectively, Eight-team pool play, fourth place in pools is gone, six-team bracket, double elimination. Now, for those paying attention, that was one way that they're being distributed. The other way that they're being distributed is the most HCS points after the qualifier. The last three pool play spots will go to the remaining North American and EU teams with the most HCS points following the qualifier. Two for North America, one for EU. Okay? Okay. All right. And then champ bracket. It's 12 teams, double E-limb. It's best of five until the grand finals, which is best of seven because fuck, we can't have nice things. We got to live with it, man. It is what it is. I just want best of seven in losers, winners, and grand finals. It's all I want. It's all I fucking want, Will. God damn it. Whatever. Well, we it's might fine. be able to do that if we get rid of bracket resets. Figure something out there. Oh, that's... I like a bracket reset, though. Mm. See? You got to give and take. I, I, yeah. I, I just want I just want to take. You know, I, just, <laughs> I, just want, I want it all. I just want to take it. Um, that's it for the competitive news. Will, what do we typically have next? Uh, usually it would be Rostermania, but after the shenanigans last week, there's nothing to talk about at this time. Oh, and oh boy, where there's some shenanigans. Holy moly. If you want to recap on all the shenanigans that did take place, go check out last week's episode 291. It's all there. 
It's all there. Shirzy says, that means I have to work longer, Kappa. It, I know the Kappa's there, but like, well, I don't want any of you guys overworked. I do love seeing you. And I do love watching you guys do what you do. So any opportunity for me to watch more of what you guys do is good for me. Sure, doesn't that mean you could uh, just negotiate a bigger contract then? Yeah. We're yeah. talking about the HCS. Yeah. Let's relax well, a second ah, here, right? Shoot, calm, calm down, calm down. I had to try. If it was up to me, I'd give them whatever the fuck they wanted. But, you know, what are you going to do? Unfortunately, I don't pay the bills. And unfortunately, I don't make that amount of money. Um, your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. Tuesday, June 20th, Halo Rec League FFA series continues. Saturday, June 24th, we have the Critical Halos uh, H4 2v2. Holy moly, Whoa. H4. You ever play H4? I mean, I know Monza loves it still. That's Shout fair. out Monza. She's amazing. And she gets it because Halo 4, it's not a competitive game, but Halo 4 is fucking, it's fun. It's a fun time. And the classic Halo League FFA series week number four takes place as well. And then on June 25th, Sunday, Stadium Spartan Series Finals Open Qualifier because there's too many fucking qualifiers for everything, but there's that taking place as well. Nothing against Stadium Spartan Series. I'm just being an asshole. That's it for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Sports needs. Will, what do we got for scrim tournament le- uh, league recaps of the week? Yeah, um, for all scrim results, they're available... For all regions at Halo Data Hive, go check out Halo Data Hive. Data Hive? Yeah. <laughs> Halo Data Hive? For all those great things. For all your Halo statistical needs. There you go. That's I, that. It wasn't coming to mind, but thanks. It's okay. Thanks. I'm here for you. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. First series we're going to recap is the Halo Rec League FFA series. It's their week two standings. In eighth place, we have, uh, I'm just going to say it, Le Squid. Le Squid. Seventh is the Amazing C4. Tied for fifth currently is Bane one one seven and Dog seven 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 seven. Fourth, Big Dog with two G's. First two, we three, had two, Dog four. sevens. Now we have Big Dog. Third is Corzine. Sure. Second, Alvaru nineteen hundred. And first is Wolvesier. Wolvesier. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. Works out for me. There you go. Aura Force, welcome back. Says, finally caught you guys live again. Currently practicing my saxophone, so I'll only hear you guys if Josh is yelling. Oh, it'll happen. There's always a bigger dog. There is always a bigger dog. You're not wrong. Um, Next up, and last but not least, Classic Halo League FFA Series Week number three results. In third, we have Tito Matic. Second, KC Generic. And first is going to M. Matty. Am I? Am I? Okay. Can you read that third place name again? Tito Matic? What do you think I thought that said? Tito Matic? Yeah, I thought it said Tito Matic. <laughs> so when you, said your Tito, brain, Josh? when you said Tito, I'm like, shit, I'm an idiot. Okay, got it. It's probably Tito. Oh. Uh, yep. Get, welcome yep. to HS Pro Talk. Hey. Your hey. weekly Halo Esports podcast. So Game Crazy. Welcome back, John. How's it going out there? Good to see you. That's it for the Tournament League Recaps, Josh. It's time for a topic of the show! What was that? Ah! <laughs> oh, man. 
I believe it in God. Just listen to the Mohawk. Great song. It's a great song. Tiger Tom. Hey, boys. Hope you're well. Just popping in to say hello. We have an awesome stream tonight. Thanks from Papa Lucid. Thank you, man. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Appreciate you. We'll see you in fucking Arlington, my dude. White's Edge says, Tidomatic sounds right somehow. Doesn't it? That's what I fucking thought. Heard that over the sax. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Stuff invisibly and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, we're, yeah. Uh, there's the yelling I tuned in for. See, some people do enjoy it, you know? Hell yeah, man. Halo uh, <laughs> Infinite Season 4 Deep Dive. See, I need Here to try go. to keep energy up because I, like I told Will and like I told you guys when the show started, it's going to be a lot of reading this episode. So, like, trying to keep the energy up, you know, What's up, Fresh? Welcome back. Good to see you. You know, just vibes immaculate. You know? Yeah. Fuck! All right. So, Halo Infinite Season 4 Deep Dive, Will I Am. Uh, Dougie to the Fresh. Thanks for the follow. And yes, Sentinel's going to be any good. That's a tough question with the landscape right now. I love how you worded that. I'm going to say we'll probably be all right. Yeah. As I wear a Sentinels t-shirt. Can you really call it a stream without some random yelling? It's like playing Halo and not victory humping. If you don't do it, do you really play? It's a great question. Zero shot. Welcome back. I left to come back twice. And the first time there was a talk of a scratch and sniff of Will's butthole. And then I made food and came back and we're high pitched singing. It's on me for leaving. To be honest, I take full responsibility for not keeping up. <laughs> it's okay. Zero shot. I hope your food is immaculate. Did you guys catch the Optic Podcast with Lethal and Ace on it being super candid? No. Ace was on it? All right. Danny Phantom. Guessing that's on YouTube, huh? Probably is. Post, Post in Discord, Discord please do. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate you, as always. Ranked and competitive. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this topic. Like usual, when there's major outlining blog posts, I split it into two sections. One for ranked and competitive, the other for like casual. Okay? Yep. All right. And since we are a Halo eSports show primarily, I'm going to start with the ranked and competitive stuff. So here we go. Sandbox overview for season four by... Unishek. You know, before I even get to this, something that came up recently. Do you remember the... I'm going to say two words to you. And if you laugh, I'm going to know, ex you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Sticky buddy. Sticky buddy. Shit. No. Real? What? No way. No. I don't oh recall. my God. It's <laughs> now you gotta, I feel like there's a story we need there's, to hear. There's a video. Go. What's up? Pancakes. Welcome back. Go watch. Just look up sticky buddy on YouTube. And it's like a, it's a parody video of a commercial that they did. Um, and there's an old lady who is sitting there with a sticky bunny in her hand and she like spilled something on herself <laughs> and she sticks it back up with the sticky bunny. And it's again, it's a parody. So it's like, that's what I'm talking about. Whoa. <laughs> sticky buddy dub posted 11 years ago. It's so funny. It is so fucking funny. Just, it's so funny. Honey, I'm telling you, open it up and go. You'll just, I'm like going to read. Like I'm going to read. Open it up. Get, go to the part with the old lady sitting in the fucking chair. I'll read so you can watch that happen. And it's fucking hilarious. I can't hear it. Turn it up. It's not going to come through on the mic. Turn it up. I'm going to read. 
and I'm going to watch Will descend into madness. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard that over the microphone. <laughs> All right. So the quantum translocator, the continuum transfunctioner. I searched Sticky Buddy and got distracted to this cartoon site or something called Pornhub. I'm confused. Akusa, shut the fuck up. Can indeed hear video on the mic. I'm just waiting till Will gets to the point that it's, it's so funny. All right. He, he muted his mic, so I'm going to keep talking. I can't wait till he sees this part. Okay. The quantum translocator. Again, we're going to break this up into ranked and competitive, and then we'll talk about casual and overview. Okay. Since Halo CE, teleporters have been a staple of Halo gameplay. With our newest addition to power equipment in the form of the Quantum Translocator, players can take that staple and utilize it in all new ways. Designed to have as much impact as an overshield or active camo, while still requiring deliberate setups and proper execution, the Quantum Translocator will appear on map as power equipment. Did you find it? Oh, did you find, oh precious food! Did you find <laughs> okay i'll keep going <laughs> it's so fucking funny so again this is this is supposed to act like an overshield or an active camo in terms of the the like the impact on the map he's at the part All right, we're back. I'm so sorry, guys, that I completely derailed the show like that. I am really sorry. I genuinely am. But I like I really wanted to see Will's reaction to that if he's never seen that before. And like, Will, could you do me a favor? Just post that in chat, too. Just because like I want people to have context to understand where the fuck I'm coming from right now. It's the dumbest video ever, but it's one of the funniest fucking things. I like seriously. The <laughs> right? Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'm back. Oh man. Sorry, folks. No, you're okay. So how does the quantum translocator work? Once secured, the first button press activates the quantum translocator and creates a slip space thread at that location. After repositioning around the map, the second use of the um of the equipment will teleport the player back to the original thread location. However, upon teleporting, a new thread is created at the location the player just teleported from and the thread they just teleported to. Uh, oh, and the thread that they just teleported to, the original thread will disappear. Okay? Okay. And actually, uh... Brooks, you make a good point. He says, I was expecting the quantum thing to be more split gate, but sounds more like that character in Apex. Uh, Wraith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I would definitely say it's more so like her than it is like a split gate. Each subsequent use will teleport the player and update the destination slip space thread until the translocator time has expired. Be mindful of when and where you use it, though is there is a cooldown between uses, meaning you cannot spam it and you may even end up in a situation from which you might not escape. 
Its potential for playmaking through planning and movement is truly what sets this equipment apart from the rest. If you're a player that prides themselves on thinking two or three steps ahead of your enemy, then you'll love how the Quantum Translocator allows you to outplay your opponents. In competitive play, I can see this used just for information gathering. Right? You can check a corner and zip back and know how to push like a base or something. Or like making a flagpole. Yeah, you can you can pull the flag, throw it out, zip away, and then if you like no, someone has grapple. Think about this. Like if you get it, right? Hear me out. This could be this could be fucking bonkers. I, I don't think it's gonna allow you to keep the flag. Because like if you use grapple while you have flag or repulsor, you drop the flag, right? I thought you'd be able to I thought you'd be able to hold on to whatever you're holding on to. I could be wrong I though. I could be wrong though because right when you use active camo or you use overshield, you have to pop it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you grapple while you're holding the flag, you drop the flag in that spot. I feel like the translocator should do the same thing. See, this this was the scenario I was going to bring up. Like if you're playing on Argyle, right? Yeah. Because spoiler alert, it's going to replace camo on Argyle. We're going we're to get goodness. to it in a second. Heinz put out a tweet. We're going to get to it in a second after I read through the, thre- the, the threat seeker stuff. But here's the scenario I had. What if you're on Argyle, you grab the Continuum Transfunctioner, and you go back to your base with it, right? Mm-hmm. And you activate it, so your threat is at your base. And you maybe, maybe, maybe you have enough time to go all the way to the enemy's base, grab the flag, and loop. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to work. I don't know. That's that. I like your idea better that you shouldn't be able to do that, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. The Threat Seeker, though. The next piece of equipment landing in Season 4 is the Threat Seeker. This equipment focuses on skilled, well-timed use in order to gather information about an enemy's location. It's different from the Threat Sensor in that it only sends out one pulse, requires the opponents to be within its line of sight, meaning it will not reveal enemies around corners or through walls. And the equipment's projectile can bounce in order to reward accuracy by allowing for unique and clever shots. If an opponent is within its radius and direct line of sight when it pulses, they'll be revealed for the same duration as a player's shield recharge timer. Okay? So it does not go through walls. It does not go around corners. It can bounce before it lands. And it pings for the amount of time that a shield recharge would take. Okay? Ultimately, the brand new Threat Seeker requires uh, it to be well-placed and well-timed to benefit your team. We look forward to watching how you all use this equipment to gather information, make smart plays, and win matches. And before I catch up on chat, and before I let you chime in, just real quick, from Heinz, for HCS players, with Season 4 comes new equipment, and these new items will be added to maps and ranked arena matchmaking right away. With the HCS Arlington Major hosted by Optics starting on June 30th, we feel the short turnaround is not enough time to adjust to the new items for the tournament. The Major will use the same settings that are in the game prior to Season 4's launch. The in-game map variants HCS will be using will include Arlington in their title in custom games. Starting in Season 4, the Quantum Translocator will be replacing Camo on Aquarius and Argyle. 
while the threat seeker will replace the drop wall on streets. Okay. Catching up on chat here. Uh, Invisiblade says double caps though, drop it in their base, run flag to your base and teleport back for another grab. If the timer allows, that's the thing though, right? We have not seen how long the timer is for the power equipment. Well, that's, yeah, that's a great question because it sounds like if you have it, you can use it. It all depends on where you drop that first scar. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you would have to drop it in their base, pull the flag, get it to your base, and then use it again without them seeing where you left that scar. That's another thing. How big and visible are those scars going to be? Yep. And, and how much time do you have left on the equipment itself? Yeah. Because if you think about it, you only have camo for a certain amount of time. But this isn't a power-up. It's like a it is. equipment. It is power-up. It oh, it's a power yes, up. It, it acts the same way as a power-up does. Gotcha. Yes. This is not just like a normal equipment pickup on the map. Yeah. Well, you, you, you can run from base to base with camo. You can. You just don't have much time after that. So it would have to be Correct. really fast timing to get that done. And and again, we don't know how we don't know if the timing is is the same as camo as it is for this new power equipment. Yep. You know? We don't know. So maybe it's shorter than that. So maybe it doesn't allow those types of scenarios. Um, because the the other thing to keep in mind is you can use it more than once. There is a cooldown between uses, but you can use it more than once. You use it until the timer goes out. As soon as you pop it the first time, as soon as you create that first tear, the timer starts is what I'm assuming happens here. Yeah. Is if they're treating it like a power equipment, like an overshield or a camo, then that quote unquote timer doesn't start until you pop camo or pop overshield. Yeah. You know, might be a, fun to get into custom games tomorrow and see how all that works. Absolutely. And you already know people are going to be doing that. Oh yeah. Um, Gray, welcome back. Good to see you. So we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I am interested in how that threat seeker is going to do though, because it is like a, it sounds like it's a one-time use thing. Yeah. And it's not as overpowered as the threat sensor. Because that was that's what Clutch was saying, right, in the in the stream for DreamHack, is that they wanted to bring the threat sensor back in a way that it could be viable and competitive. And how they did that was they created a completely separate equipment called the Threat Seeker. And also, I apologize for not having this in the show. At least I don't think I have it in the show. Uh, but I remember seeing that um, Arena will have the Threat Seeker BTB will have the threat sensor. Okay. And threat sensor is also getting updates. Okay. And we'll, those are in the show. We'll talk about that later, but I believe I read that in arena, um, the threat seeker will be there. And then in BTB, the threat sensor will be there and the threat sensor will have tweaks. And we'll get to that later. Um, pancakes with the gifted sub. Thank you so much. You get a, woo! thank you for a gifted sub. Um, no more boom blocks. Rockets more important now. I don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not a fan of the fact they've made the infected maps bigger, but kept them the same for every other mode. The alley on streets would be so good, but I think that's the whole point, right? Is that they wanted to make them bigger for this mode specifically because they believe it plays better with this. 
But who knows? Maybe it could be an opportunity. Maybe, hear me out. Maybe this could be an opportunity to see these updated maps and custom games to see how they actually would perform in an arena setting. Who knows? Crunchy Dad, welcome back. Good to see you. All right. The Legacy Zoom Toggle. In addition to the upcoming equipment additions and tuning update, Season 4 will also be bringing in a new quality of life update based on community feedback, the Legacy Zoom Toggle. This new setting allows players to choose how their zoom state behaves on a weapon with two zoom states when switching between their weapons. With this new setting set to its legacy option, players that are at 10 times scoped in, double zoomed, on their sniper can exit their scope by switching weapons, return to their sniper, and then zoom in with the rifle back at five times the single zoom rather than having it default back to 10 times. Okay. This is something that a lot of people have been wanting. It's something that's existed for a long time in Halo when it's in the first place. So good to see it back. Hope those people are happy that they're finally getting it. And that's that's a good change. Riz, welcome back. Good to see you. Ash says, I can just imagine the translocator being used mostly to create 2v1s or just escape a dangerous fight. Yeah. Could be. And uh, Riz, happy early birthday. When's his birthday? Tomorrow. Well, let me add that to the show notes real quick. <laughs> we'll say happy early birthday to Riznak. Now I can shout it out proper later on in the show. Thank you, Will, for doing that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, what's up, Scud? Good to see you, man. I'm now old. How old is that, though, if you don't mind me asking? All right. This article came out today. Ranked rotationals update, Will. Yeah. This is by uh, Tashi, the Tash, the Tosh Meister. Ooh. He's not here, so he can't say that that's a, you know, taken away, you know. Gotcha. Since the beginning of the year, we've been collecting feedback from ranked players and working on updating our strategy to start addressing some of the biggest topics. Today, we're going to shed light on some key updates that we're making to ranked rotationals specifically and what you can expect from them for the rest of the year. As always, our goal is to deliver the best experience that we can to you, the players, so, and uh, so we'll be continuing to monitor feedback and make adjustments as we go. 31, hey, welcome to the fucking club, man. It sucks. <laughs> Enjoy your back hurting when you wake up in the morning. Um... Note that today we are not going to be talking about the ranking system and ranked matchmaking. This will mostly focus on the experience offerings and content. To start, here are the key themes around feedback that we've been seeing. Rotationals are too short. I barely even have time to finish my placement matches and play a few games before it's gone. These playlists should just be permanent. We want, insert playlist here. <laughs> ranked arena should not just be HCS maps and modes. I fucking agree with that statement when are we going to see more community maps and ranked what's up x and s welcome when we looked at all this feedback we knew that we weren't going to be able to address everything all at once we can't just add 10 times more playlists have them all be permanent and then also instantly just add more maps to everything because the ui can't handle it they don't want to spread player base I'm being an ass. You are correct. I just want to make sure that's not. 
So in order to address as much of this feedback as possible, Will, we've gone ahead and reworked our ranked rotational strategy in order to deliver the best experience that we can to players. Oh are, boy. Are you ready, Will? What do we got? The updated rotational length. See, <laughs> you good? They're going for length, not girth. So starting with season four, we've updated the length of rotationals from two weeks to four weeks. What we hope to do with this change is to provide more time for folks to sink their teeth into the experience, actually get placed, and have plenty of time to rank up. Ideally, by the end of the month, players feel like they got their fill with this experience. They've reached a high rank that they're satisfied with and are ready for the next rotational to be slotted in. Ranks will still reset with each, with each game season. Due to the length of rotationals, this also means that you'll be seeing your favorite rotationals less often. We know this is already something our players are passionate about. See feedback above or on more permanent rank playlists. However, again... We hope four weeks is enough time to get your fill in and then we can bring it back later once you've grown hungry for that experience again. And when we do bring it back, we are committed to ensuring there is always going to be fresh content for you to play so that the playlist offering is evolving over time. Your updated rotationals. As part of our strategy update, we're going to be bringing in some new rotationals into the mix and we're going to be saying goodbye to others. Our first new addition Will be. Will. Drum roll, please. It's been a while. It's been a while. Ranked Slayer. First to 50 kills wins. Assault Rifle Primary. Bandit Rifle Secondary. It's better than the pistol. Radars Enabled. And friendly fire is enabled. Uh, I think they done fucked up with those settings. <laughs> Just saying. You don't say. You don't say, Will. Well, you know, you know. Okay. Here are the maps. They're going to be included in Ranked Slayer. What makes it Ranked Ikuza? The fact you have a rank next to it? Like... <laughs> I'm not trying to be an ass towards you, but like literally that's what it feels like, right? That's what it fucking feels like. Oh my God. Tatastrophe. Welcome to the live show. And the crowd goes mild. Yeah. Oh, just wait. <laughs> oh, just wait. The maps included our forest, the new map for season four, Aquarius, Argyle, the versatile trash pile, Bazaar. It's back. Behemoth. It's back. Detachment. It's back. Oh, <laughs> We got some strong feelings over there for Detachment, huh? We got fucking three stinkers back to back to back in that list. Empyrean, Live Fire, Recharge Streets, Starboard, Catalyst, and Cliffhanger. Catalyst is back. Cliffhanger's back, too. I forget what Cliffhanger even is. That was just in the most recent release, like most recent season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This playlist has been requested for a while, and we're excited to announce that not only is this playlist uh, on the way, but it's also the first rotational to start season four, starting on June 20th. Our hope is that this playlist provides a fair and balanced home for players who like to compete, 
but don't feel like ranked arena is quite the experience they're interested in. So let's take stuff away that makes ranked ranked. At the same time, we wanted the experience to scale up for when high-skilled players are playing against other high-skilled players because radar is a thing. Finally, many players just like to focus on getting kills, and that's why this playlist will only feature Slayer on a variety of 343 and community-made maps, which will expand over time. Hence the name ranked Slayer. Returning rotationals include ranked doubles, ranked snipers, and ranked technical slayer. SWAT! And the retired rotationals, ranked FFA. Ouch. Oh, Beth is going to be a fucking mad. Oh, man. Beth, I don't know if you're here right now, but holy shit, if you listen to this, I am so sorry. Riz, too. Riz would jump into FFAs to warm up oh, before we no. played. Oh, no. Ranked survivors, ranked lone wolves, and ranked elimination are all gone as well. Holy shit. The others, I who fucking cares? But, like, ranked FFA is gone for good, though. For now. So, well, here's the question, though, Will. Why are these being retired? Well, they're doing them in a month. Well, Will. So we have three months and four playlists. So, like. I should have said that my question was rhetorical because it's literally asked in the article. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Huh. There were a huh. couple main reasons that went into our decision to retire these rotational playlists. From a population and engagement standpoint, these perform significantly worse than the others. And while we know there's a passionate community that enjoys playing these, we need to ensure that there's enough interest to maintain a strong matchmaking experience where players can find matches in a timely manner, play on lower ping, and against opponents of similar skill. I will fix the FFA thing for you right now. Literally, I'll fix it for you right now. You want to know how to fix ranked FFA to make it a strong rotational playlist? Get rid of objective modes in the fucking playlist! Done. I fixed it. At the moment, our strategy remains that there will be ranked arena and then one ranked rotational live at all times. Because of that, and because of our increase from two to four weeks in terms of length, not girth, we simply had to remove some in order for the most popular rotationals to come back around more often. At the same time, we're working on ways where some of these playlists and experiences with cult followings can return. Well, <laughs> but do so in a way that brings more excitement to them than in the past, and thus more players, and fits into this updated rotational strategy. Stay tuned for more information later this year. So in other words, they could tweak them and bring them back. You know, add more objective modes in FFA. That'll get it spicy. Ranked leaderboards. They're live right now. If you weren't watching the Halo Infinite Season 4 preview live stream on Friday, you may have missed that we just launched ranked leaderboards right here on Waypoint. But not on the mobile app because that shit's dead. Head to halo.gg slash ranked to see it in action, Will. Are you going to go there right now? I'm going to check it out. Head on over to halo.gg forward slash ranked for all your Halo leaderboardy needs. 
That does not roll off the tongue. Some key pieces of info. All ranked playlists will be tracked each on a per season basis, Will. In other words, two of them. That's a joke. There's obviously more than two months in a season, but you know, whatever. Because the fucking, we can only have two rotations, two ranked plays at a time. At the moment, only Onyx players will appear on the leaderboards because fuck everyone else. Sad. Each leaderboard will refresh on a weekly basis on Thursdays. This means that if you were an Onyx, you will not appear on the leaderboards until you play at least one game after each Thursday reset. Okay. Hmm. This is to ensure that people are not squatting on the leaderboard, but rather have to continue to play. Sign-in is not required to view leaderboards. That's nice. Oh. Hi, Buridu. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. It is pain. It's sad if the kids say that still. Do we, do we want to play a game and guess where people are ranked? I mean, the when it was showed, like... So uh, there was the <laughs> during the live stream, it was implied like people, people looked into it and it was implied that they like Photoshopped the image. Obviously they put sketches name over Spartan's name, but like, uh, it was Photoshopped to exclude the cheaters. Oh yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Spartan is, Spartan is not number one on that list right now. He's correct? not number one. Who's number one? Looney. Who's number two? Azurum. Okay. There's, I think I forgot who tweeted it out, but somebody tweeted out like a list of players that, sh- that hopefully are not competing at Arlington or whatever, because they're known cheaters. And like all of them are on the top 10 or like top 15 or whatever on oh, that leaderboard. Really? Yeah. Huh? So, um, Ronan says my kids didn't get me a father's day gift. And when I asked them why they said they don't reward anyone who can't get out of platinum. Oh my God. That's Ouch. funny. Um, I'm honesty. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Royal two is at least number five. Oh, it's called it's hybrid. Okay. Well, that is not what that fucking looks like at all hybrid, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Was hybrid taken? Was any form of the word hybrid taken already? I see it. The Hi- fuck is that? Hybrid. But yes, hybrid was taken. <laughs> and I love anime. All right. That's oh, there respectable. We go, there we go. I'm just giving you shit. Hybrid it is. I will remember that. Hello, modesty. God damn it. At least your name's easy to pronounce. Shit. <laughs> Back to the blogs. Black to the blogs. <laughs> what am I doing? I need to. I need you're to matching. Sleep. You're matching the energy. I need to sleep. Oh, man. Nobody grinds more than Spartan on the leaderboard. He does. He does put in a lot of fucking work. He does. So I guess I'm, t- I'm not surprised that he was so high on there. Um, hi, Burudu to you too. <laughs> yes. All right. Hybrid, 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 hybrid. Got hybrid. it. Okay. So that's it for the ranked slash competitive side of things. Now we're going to move on to the casual side of things and eventually we'll get to my rant. So stay tuned for that. It's still a rant. Oh, it's the ass that come yet. Trust me. Sandbox overview season four. This is by... Unishek. Before we get into that, Tatastrophe says, I can't get over how ranked Slayer settings not matching ranked arena or the social settings so much for a consistent experience. Well put. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh man. I, I hate, like I, I respect because Tashi's talked about these types of things in the past too. And like, I don't fault him necessarily for stuff like this. It's like, it was said previously that the whole point is that the, like the players who play ranked, a lot of the players that play ranked arena are not the same players who play HCS settings. Like there, there's a, there's a large amount of people that, that players don't realize play the game still. Right. And they're not interested in the HCS settings. So in one regard, I understand that they maybe need to deviate from what already exists to make it appealing for the larger audience. Right. But on the other hand, AR starts in a ranked playlist ain't it. Radar in a ranked playlist ain't it. Like, the fuck are we doing? You know? Oh. All right. The sandbox overview. You already hit the button. We don't need to do it again. The threat sensor. Remember I told you that the threat sensor is getting updates? Oh, yeah. Here's the updates for the threat sensor. With season four and the launch of the threat seeker, we wanted to make some adjustments to the threat sensor to ensure both equipment items have their own unique play styles. The goal of these changes is to create more location-based marking, giving more permanence and coverage to the sensor and increasing its duration and sensing radius. The time each target is revealed will de was decreased to give more focus on sensing threats within the radius of the sensor while active. The balance changes are the ping, the ping frequency has been reduced by a second. Um, the sensor radius has been increased. The sensor duration has been increased basically by double. And the reveal duration, how long a target stays revealed, has been decreased significantly from two and a half to 0.75 seconds. Okay? So, there you go. Career rank overview. This is by... Unishek. We already went through this article in a previous episode. Okay? We did. So basically I'm going to give you the cliff notes version of this article. The whole article is included. So you can go ahead and read it if you'd like to, but I'm just going to give you the cliff notes version. There are tiers that you're going to work through their military style ranks. The only, the only unlocks that you'll get as of now are going to be nameplates and like emblems. That's it. Okay. So no codings, nothing like that as of right now. All right. And then career rank progress flows from cadet to general within each tier. Okay. It's not determined by CSR. None of that. It will not include previous game history. Everyone will be starting at zero when this releases tomorrow. As of the time of recording this whiskers purrs. Welcome. You will not be able to rank up via custom games, forge or the Academy. Double XP boost. This is career. Correct. Uh, hybrid. Correct. Hybrid. 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 Double XP boost will not work with career rank. Double XP boost will only work for battle pass. They will not work for career rank. Okay. Is it tied to the battle pass? No, it is not tied to the battle pass. It does not impact matchmaking and it will not reset with seasons. Everyone starts at zero tomorrow when it releases. Double XP boosts do not count towards it. You can't gain access through Custom Games Forger Academy. CSR is not affected. It doesn't affect your matches. Nothing like that. Okay? 
And again, I, I half ranted about this last time. You can go fucking check that out if you want to. Customization overview. Here is where the rant is basically going to come in. This is by Alex Wakeford over on Halo Waypoint. The Battle Pass. The Infection Premium Battle Pass will be available for 1,000 credits. It never expires and includes a 100-tier reward track, including 1,000 credits. Bonus match XP throughout Season 4. So, again, pay attention to that, Will. They're including this as a premium reward in the Premium Battle Pass. Is bonus match XP throughout Season 4. A fourth challenge slot, because remember that whole fucking debacle? So a fourth challenge slot, while the battle pass is active, you'll instantly unlock the premium battle pass exclusive flash blind weapon model for the AR, and you'll instantly unlock the premium battle pass exclusive Genesis Bloom armor coating for all armor cores. For even better value, I wouldn't say that, the Infection Premium Battle Pass bundle will be available for 2,800 credits. It never expires and includes everything from the Infection Premium Battle Pass listed above, along with 25 level grants in the reward track for a 64% discount, unless you don't get the... Yeah. You want to quickly state what happened to you? My Season 3 Battle Pass, I bought the tier and didn't get the XP grants. They never showed up. So you bought that bundle and you never got your... XP grants. Yep. Wonderful. The fourth challenge slot will be active whenever the infection premium battle pass is equipped. The owners of the premium battle pass will also earn bonus match XP throughout season four, no matter what battle pass you have equipped. And as ever, once purchased, the premium battle pass is yours to keep and complete at your leisure. For players looking to jump into season four, um, that don't want to purchase anything. There is a free reward track, which offers a selection of customization rewards XP boosts and challenge swaps because that's primarily what you get. Just a heads up. Enhanced weapon customization. Season four introduces new weapon customization to Halo Infinite. Thus far, weapon models in Halo Infinite have enabled you to change some smaller details on the AR, sidekick BR. Maybe you wanted to change your weapon's barrel or add a cool metallic eagle to the cowling. Make it look like a fucking, uh, like chicken nugget. Hmm whatever the fuck it was, but we're expanding that much further in season four. So you'll be able to more extensively change the look of your arsenal. Purchasing either the premium battle pass or premium battle pass bundle will immediately give you uh, the flash blind weapon kit for your AR, which you can see in the image that they include an alternate model for the BR is offered within the battle pass. And another can be acquired as a bonus offer when the purchase of any HCS weapon skin bundle that also go live tomorrow. Attentive fans have already spotted that the bulldog on the season's cover art has some interesting differences to the base model. You can definitely expect to see us expand on these offerings in future events and future seasons. Events. Season four will play host to a total of five mumbo number five events. Each of these events are free, meaning that anybody, whether you own the premium pass or not, can jump in and earn the items in the event reward track. Hazmat and containment. Kicking off the week following Season 4's release is the Hazmat event. From June 27th to July 11th, you can earn 10, free, uh, 10 tiers of free rewards to outfit your new Hazmat armor. The Containment event will arrive later on August 29th, which will also run for two weeks through September 12th, and offers another 10 tiers of free Hazmat-themed rewards. Tenrai 2 and 3. 
Tenrai was the first multiplayer event of Season 1 that came with the release of Halo Infinite back in 2021. Bringing the fan-favorite samurai-themed Yoroi armor to the game, and the time has come for it to return in Season 4. Tenrai 2 and 3 both offer their own unique and free event passes, each featuring 10 tiers of customization rewards, which means that there will be 20 free rewards total across two event passes. The Tenrai 2 event will span two weeks, beginning on July 18th, and Tenrai 3 will launch on September 19th. Uh, never, Ronan. It's never coming out. And that was in terms of the campaign DLC. It's not being made. Uh, so, Yoroi is coming back. So. All right. There's that. And then Cyber Showdown 2. Neon Lights and Epic Fights once more combined in Season 4 with the Cyber Showdown 2 event. A thematic successor to the original season one event, Cyber Showdown 2, or fuck, Cyber Showdown 2, will run for two weeks and feature a free 10-tier event pass packed with full of retro-inspired customization items. This event will begin on August 8th. Okay. So not a lot of new, just bringing back some old. Whatever. Customization flexibility. In a recent episode of Spartan Chatter, we gave an update on progress being made to support more customization flexibility across different armor cores starting in Season 4. <sighs> Rant incoming. In Season 4, new premium coatings arriving in the Season 4 Premium Battle Pass and the shop will have more versatility. All armor and weapon coatings new to Season 4 from the Premium Battle Pass and the shop will include versions for, for all armor cores and weapons. Now, you may be looking at that like I initially did and think to yourself, that's fucking awesome. That's a step in the right direction. Praise deserved. Praise granted. That's great. This season... Each new premium coating for a specific armor core or weapon is represented as an individual item in the premium battle pass and shop bundles due to the way the current system operates. In future seasons, we expect this to be more streamlined with a single coating icon slash item being able to accommodate all applicable models. Pay attention, folks. Codings included in returning legacy shop offers and those earned as ultimate rewards for completing your weekly set of challenges in season four will still only be available for the armor or weapon it was originally intended for. But as we look ahead beyond this season, we are aiming for more improvements to better represent cosmetic content in Halo Infinite's UI and potential further ways to add more value and flexibility in the ways you customize your Spartan. That third bullet point. Each new premium coating for a specific armor core or weapon is represented as an individual item in the premium battle pass and shop bundles due to the way the current system operates. So when you go into the shop, starting in season four, I mean, hell, they've already done it in some bundles already. But realistically starting in season four, when you go to the shop, right? And there's a bundle and it includes a coating. Okay. That if you open up that bundle, that coating, it'll be listed for each and every core. If it's an armor coating or each and every weapon, if it's a weapon coating. 
Okay. You get them all in that bundle. Okay. But they all need to be identified by a singular icon for each one. Okay. They're not able to do that in the battle pass. Therefore, you will be unlocking those codings because yes, the premium ones do exist throughout the entire battle pass for each core or each uh, weapon, but they're on separate tiers. So Will, I dove deep into this, okay? And I broke this shit down. <laughs> okay? Okay. All right. So, let's take it back to episode 288, about a month ago. Quote, when we release season four, all new shop and battle pass armor and weapon coatings will be cross core and cross weapon. Shop bundles that include armor and weapon coatings will have coatings available for all the cores and weapons as individual coatings. We are not selling individual coatings, end quote. Quote, the season four battle pass will have individual coatings on individual tiers and once gathered will be cross core, cross weapon moving forward, end quote. Quote, ultimate uh, weekly reward coatings cannot be cross core, cross weapon at this time due to the UI, of course. And this is only for new codings within the battle pass and shop. Okay. From the season four deep dive Twitch stream, which just recently happened quote in season five, we are going to have all of the codings like, because it will be on every core. We will just have one level for it. And we're going to be making some changes to the battle pass as we get closer to season five, where we are not separating things across the battle pass levels as much as we have in the past. I went through and I scrubbed through that stream because they went through the whole battle pass for season four. Here are the codings included in the battle pass. Sage advice is in eight tiers. Citrus wash is in eight tiers. Midnight is in eight tiers. Surface tension is in nine tiers and industrial preparedness is in nine tiers. Six tiers also included an armor piece, which they are still separating shoulders, by the way. Two of those tiers had an emblem. One of those tiers had a weapon charm. One of those tiers had a legendary kill effect. All of the others either included challenge swaps or XP boosts, uh, was a single coding for the entire tier, or had two codings for the tier. So therefore, if we kept a tier per original coding and removed all the duplicates within the battle pass, considering they were supposed to be cross-core from a conversation less than a month ago, we are realistically losing out on roughly 31 tiers worth of actual content, 24 being premium. Okay. 24 being premium. Considering there are 36 tiers in the battle pass with at least one coding and there are five unique codings in the battle pass. I want to ask you real quick though. Yeah. When you read from that previous episode, it did say season five, not season four. Season five was in the Twitch stream. Oh, gotcha. not the previous episode. Gotcha. 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 It's okay. I'm putting up, I'm picking up what you're putting up. So premium tiers, because the codings are cross core, cross weapon. That's a fourth. That's a fourth of the premium battle pass. That's for all intents and purposes worthless because they're supposed to be cross core, cross weapon. Okay. 
because they simply cannot allow you to unlock one of them on a tier and then have it applicable for everything else. Okay. So that's, if you pay for the premium battle pass, while they did state that it will be on individual tiers, please know that because it's starting with season four, there's like premium codings are supposed to be cross core and cross weapon, but you still have to unlock them throughout the battle pass for some godforsaken reason because the UI can't handle it. You're realistically losing out a fourth of the value of the battle pass of the premium battle pass is those are premium coatings that are cross core, cross weapon. Okay. Is it, is it nice that if you buy the premium pass for a thousand credits, that there is a thousand credits in the battle pass. So it's like you pay yourself back. Yes, that's nice. The thing that irritates me is this lack of lack of value. Lack of inherent value, at least in my opinion, because may almost, almost all of the free rewards are either double XP boosts or challenge swaps Yeah, or a free coding. That's not premium. So it's not cross core cross weapon. Okay. That's keep that in mind. So like if you, if you don't buy it, you're not getting shit. And if you do buy it, you're losing out on a fourth of what you should be getting. Like that's what it's, it blows my fucking mind. Like, they, they, they say in these blog posts that they're trying to increase the amount of value that you're getting and make it feel like you're actually like it's worth spending the money on. But when you break it all down and you go look through that battle pass, it doesn't look worth it at all. At least they're giving you the co- premium coatings for all the armor though. Whereas before you'd only get it for one. Correct. So you could technically say there's still some value to those tiers, just not as much as there should be with the change they made to premium items in the shop. Yeah, definitely not enough value, in my opinion. Um Invisiblade says with the credit unlocks, you can get all the season battle passes for the cost of one. Well, that's the thing. It's like I did say on the one hand, it is nice that if you buy the premium battle pass for a thousand credits, there is a thousand credits in the track, like in the battle pass. So you will be paying yourself back for it. So that is nice. Don't get me wrong on that front. But my problem is, is that literally 25% of the entire battle pass is premium coatings that should already be cross core, cross weapon that you have to unlock anyway. Premium. That's what irritates me. And like Ronan says, the fact that fucking like the shoulder pieces are still separated by tears. Like that is so fucking stupid. I, that's so dumb. So dumb. Big bird and topper. Welcome to the live show. Thank you guys for the follows. Should have done a 200 item premium battle pass. And that's the thing too. Like I'm not even going to go that far. What I am going to say though, is if you look at the battle pass, it looks like you're scrolling through a lot. Do you notice that? Yeah, it does feel like it. Right? It feels like every tier is a lot. And you're and you're you're scrolling a long time to get to tier 100. When realistically, over half of that shit is double XP or challenge swaps. And then you throw in the coatings on top of it. I literally broke down. There are there's a third. A third of the tiers have coatings in them. 
premium or otherwise. A third of it. Tom says, do you think someone could go a pro if they're up, uh, if they're 22 or is it too late? It's never too late, man. Never too late, Tomper. If you got the skills and you got the mentality, do it up, man. Nothing's stopping you. Nothing's stopping you except yourself. What were you going to say, Will? Go ahead. Uh, nothing. Okay. So, yeah, and then just to clarify again, just to clarify again, uh, Redonculus, that's a great name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live <laughs> show. Again, um, ultimate rewards for completing your capstone challenge of the week. Uh, if it's a coding, again, that is also not going to be cross-core, cross-weapon. Okay? It will not. I'm 37, married with two kids. It's too late. Hey, Redonculus, I'm 31, married with one kid, and I was never going to be there. So <laughs> I'm with you, my man. Um, even when the Destiny season pass is better than Halo Infinite 1, and I have to spend $10 a season on it, Game Crazy, I'm with you 1,000%. Even as someone who doesn't play a shit ton of Destiny anymore, like I play the new content, obviously, I also believe that the like the season passes in Destiny are more worthwhile. Like you get your exotic engrams, you get um, upgrade modules, which are stupid, but it is what it is. Um, you get uh, ornaments, universal ornaments. It's, yeah, there's a lot of shit in there. Let's get a team going 30 plus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, so there's that. That was basically my rant. I feel like you're not getting the amount of value that you necessarily should be. They did... The, the thing I will say here, the caveat is they did come out ahead of time and say that you will have to unlock them as individual tiers in the battle pass. I just hate how, even though they're doing that, they're still like, they're not, they're not like alongside it. They're not giving you something that's worth your value for it. Like it'd be, it'd be one thing to have a premium tier, have a premium coding and leave that as is like it currently stands. It'd be another thing to have a premium tier with a premium coating and then also have an armor piece associated with that tier. And like that, I would be much more relaxed about the entire situation if that was the case. Because then you're like, hey, we acknowledge that this is an issue. We acknowledge that we're not going to have this done in time for until season five, hopefully. So in the meantime, since we're not able to fix the UI to allow for all of it being in one tier or whatever, then... Yes, you're going to have to unlock them per tier, but we're also including more customization options in the premium battle pass as a result of this. But they're not doing that. And that's that's my problem. So, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And this is coming, for the record here, this is coming from someone who, who spends money in the store. Okay? I... I will not, like, I won't hold it back. I do spend money on the store. I buy all the HTS packs. I buy packs that look cool in the store. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm also going to call out lack of value when I see lack of value. And this clearly looks like lack of value. At least for now. Speaking of the shop, let's talk about shop updates, Will. 
Scrollable store and returning items. The shop has hitherto taken the form of a single screen composed of a single hero bundle, several smaller bundles, a daily offering, and a pack of XP boosts and challenge swaps. This is expanding in season four to become scrollable, while players will be able to see even more items that are on offer every week. Items from previous seasons will return to the shop with more frequent discounts as well. Okay. Super, super bundles. In season four, we are expanding bundles in the shop to offer even more customization content for players, further building on the super bundles that arrived in season three. There will be two of these super bundles in season four, which contain three smaller bundles that can be purchased individually. If you wish to purchase any of the smaller bundles, you will simply be able to scroll across to them in the shop, but purchasing the super bundle will come with some additional exclusive items and cost less than purchasing the three bundles separately. What's up, Bray? Welcome. Like with season three super bundles, getting it all at once means you ultimately get more customization content for less. I mean, no matter what, you have to spend money, so whatever. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. When season four launches tomorrow, you'll find the Hazmat Haven bundle available in the shop. It contains three full bundles that can be purchased individually. Courier for 1,600 credits, Toolmaster for 1,400 credits, and Warning Signs for 1,500 credits. And it additionally includes an exclusive Mythic Effect set, effect set and Weapon Charm. Purchase individually, each bundle adds up to 4,500 credits, but if you purchase together in the Super Bundle for 3,400 credits, players can save 1,100 credits or a 24% discount. On July 18th, coinciding with the return of the Tenrai event, the Dragonborn Bundle will be available. That sounds, f that okay, that just oh, sounds cool, right? Better be good. I know, it just sounds fucking cool. I want to breathe fire and shit. I mean, I know we already have that, but like, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Um, as with hazmat Haven, this bundle will be packaged together. This bundle will package together three individual bundles at a discount, along with a special mythic effect set and the dragonborn noble shoulders for getting it all together. Because you know, shoulders are two separate tiers in the battle pass. Uh -huh. Stay tuned for more details next month. And then we're continuing to experiment with different formats for the shop. And we're keen to hear your feedback to guide future adjustments. So yeah, if you want to play as a Skyrim guy, then there you go. They're called Dragonborn, aren't they? Yeah, there's a uh, yeah D and D, Dragonborn, kind of that fantasy realm. Yeah. De Bear, who will uh, so who will Arlington? Any thoughts? So who will win Arlington? Stay tuned next week. That's when our Arlington preview show is. We'll talk about it next week. If we're, if we're running by preseason predictions, even though rosters have changed now, so those are null and void, uh, I think I had Optic winning. I did too. I think that home crowd is going to be too much. Um, Akuza, when is Arlington? Arlington is not this coming weekend, but the following. It's at the end of the month. Yeah, real quick. Bratowski, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. You love Sentinels right now? They ain't winning. Sorry, not sorry. They ain't winning. John, according to ChatGPT, it's going to be Sentinels. Yeah, Sentinel versus Cloud9 they had in the grand final. Like, okay. Are we talking former Cloud9? Like now SSG? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm going to be at Arlington so stoked. Hey, so will we, DeBear. Come say hi. 
all have stickers. They're free. Success certain. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Well, your predictions are never wrong. I know, Ronan. They're always right. What do you mean? <laughs> Chat GPT doesn't know of new teams. That's what I'm fucking saying of it. <laughs> I have complexity waiting on account of no one showing up. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Okay, moving on. Uh, Scar and Forest map preview. Arena is Forest. BTB is Scar. You can go check out those maps. There's a video. There's not much else to be said. Um, Forge update overview. We talked about this before, but the main headlines are water is being added. Mini game creators being added budget improvements and VFX improvements. That's awesome. And then the last piece of information that got released today, as a matter of fact, the lack of season four cutscenes. Will. Yeah. This is by sketch. He states PSA. As we've refined our top priorities and shifted resources internally this year, we had to make the decision to forego seasonal narrative cutscenes to make room for the team to continue focusing on highly requested features, content, and improvements for Halo Infinite. These trade-offs are never easy to make, and we truly appreciate your support as the team works to make Halo Infinite the best experience possible. While the jar, the jar, while the job is far from over, season four marks another big step forward, and we remain committed to this journey with the Halo community. So has Bohm officially replaced Druck? Yes, at least for Arlington. At least for Arlington. Is he still working on visa issues? So yeah, unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Because I will say, those season three cutscenes were great. They were pretty good. Yeah, they, they were genuinely great. So... It's unfortunate. What are you going to do? Our campaign team doesn't exist anymore. We're scrambling dog, doggy paddling to keep the lights on. Please spend monies on the cosmetics in the shop. I'll, I'll say this. It's obviously he said it's because of restructuring. Um, clearly I would assume that it has to do with budgetary restraints that obviously you have to pay people to mocap. You have to pay people for voiceover. You have to pay people for production, um, animation, art, everything, right? All of it costs money. And while they do have individual teams within the studio, everything adds up and clearly they couldn't do it for this. Is infection out already. No, that's season four. That's tomorrow. See, this is, um, and that's a core playlist, by the way, that one is not leaving. Once, once infection is in infinite, it's yeah, not it's going in. away. Um, here's your cutscene. Erratus finally infiltrates the Spartans, and that's why infection happens. That's I'm assuming what was going to happen. Well, they already did it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if they could uh, forecast the incoming bugs, like with season three bringing us a settings reset bug. And the fact that it's still not fully fixed yet—that's the other shitty part, too, man. And that's the thing is that I don't want to throw, like I was throwing shade at them for the lack of value in the battle pass thing. And I stand by that hundred percent. Um, like we always talk about how game development is hard. And I don't want to give everybody, I don't want to give anyone a free pass, right? I know everybody loves to dog on three, four, three. It's the fun thing to do. That's not what I'm going to do. Uh, it, we know how frustrated they are that shit's not fixed either. Believe it or not, they are fucking frustrated. And Obviously, I j we just want the game to succeed, man. We just want the game to be fixed in its entirety. Yeah. I feel like 
and this is it speculation sucks. for three four three, but I feel like they want to do they want to fix all this stuff. They want to do all these things, but they're yeah. only giving the resources to tackle what they can tackle right now. Yep. It's being asked, uh, a public bug tracker, please. Um, White's Edge says a known issue is released with most patch notes. I'm going to take things a step further. Do you guys remember when MCC had a public Trello board? I remember. For those who don't know, Trello is like a, it's a website that has like basically for work management. Okay. Task management. And the beautiful part about them, about the MCC team having a public Trello board is that you would be able to see the issues that they were currently working on. What states those issues were in, right? Features, bugs, whatever it was, they had them listed there. So you could see at a glance where they were at in terms of doing things. Now, obviously, I think it's incredibly optimistic to wish for something like that for Infinite, but it would be, I would love, yes, they'd get dogged on it like crazy, but I would love that at-a-glance information because I, I, just, I love that stuff. I just, I love that nittier, grittier stuff. You get to see where they're at in the process, the process of things. You can set expectations as to like when you think things are going to be released by I just like that. And they did it with MCC. They don't do it anymore with MCC, but they did it before. So it'd be fun. Still annoyed they haven't addressed fixing ranked. I mean, what are you going to do? Ronan says it was a huge mistake trying to make the Halo live service game. I definitely don't like what they've done. But the reality of Microsoft, what Microsoft did is still crazy. Hey, game crazy. It didn't just affect the Xbox and 343 side of their portfolio, but they gutted the Halo team, which I don't think was the right play. 343 will forever live in Bungie's shadow when it comes to Halo. How do you beat the Bungie Halo games? That's tough. Even when they had a lot of those devs still working there. I want 343 and Halo to be great. These hurdles and fumbles are hopefully leading to that. Thanks for coming to my Halo tech, uh, TED Talk and rant. It's okay, man. Oh, I just read it, so. Next time, John, preface your statement with that, you know? Hey, you don't have to read all this. It's a lot, but here you go. Instead, here's the thing. Hey, you don't have to read all that if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. That's it for the topic. Let's get into some competitive, I mean, regular news. Jesus Christ. I'm all over the fucking place. Feedback has been implemented within the SWAT playlist by Halo support. The map and mode combos below have been removed from the SWAT playlist due to feedback. Tactical Slayer Bandit on Catalyst, Cliffhanger Detachment and Salvation, and Tactical Slayer on Cliffhanger have been removed. Maybe I like hearing your voice. Maybe it was in a Crucible match. We'll never know. <laughs> and yes, the Dean of Deans, you are correct. The, the contract work is a major blow. Godzilla Arlington coming soon. We're almost there, man. Preview show next week, baby. Can't wait. Oh, man, I can't wait either. Back on land. Yeah. Back on land! Competition's getting back! Shoot. Cut loose! Cut loose! I don't even know the words of the song. <laughs> I don't even know what the words of the song are. All right, we're moving on. That's it for the regular news, believe it or not. Got our games, watch! Hey, Will. 
Yep. Champs happened over the weekend. That it did. Wow. Guess which team stunk it up again? Ours. Was I right? Or was I right? Yeah. Well. I almost wasn't. I almost wasn't right. If we would have lost against subliners in round one, I was almost not right. But hey, in the terms of our team sucking, I was right. We got absolutely shit on, especially in losers. I mean, we at least took subliners to a game five. Yeah, winning's winning. That's true. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's by an inch or if it's by a mile, Will. Fuck off. Winning's winning. You know what we should say, though? Let's talk about the Seattle surge. They took fourth this event. They eliminated the LA Thieves. Yeah. Former world champion LA Thieves. They eliminated them. They eliminated Optic in the next round. Optic having the best online performance of all time. That just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, that online don't mean shit. Same goes for Halo, by the way, so don't come at me with that shit. Online doesn't mean literally anything. They did lose out to FaZe, though, in the next round and Mm -hmm. and losers round three. Surge get fourth, though. That's fucking insane. It's great for them. Absolutely. You know what is even greater than that, though? Are you, uh, the winner's finals? Elimination finals and... The grand final. Grand final, yeah. Let's talk about Maddie Rums's favorite team. The New York Subliners. Let's talk about how they got swept in the winner's final against the Toronto Ultra in the shit-talking Scrappy. Who, more often than not, is able to back it up. Okay, more often than not is able to back it up. But oh man, was I looking forward to the day where he rose, where he steams in his pile of shit that he was talking. And boy, oh boy, did that fucking happen. Because in the grand finals, remember, keep this in mind. The only match that was played on Sunday was the grand final. Okay. Okay. Best of nine. Only match played on Sunday is the grand final. Best of nine. Ronan, I fucking wish that was true, but no. And also, not, no thanks kick. Delta Dan. Ah, Delta Dan. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. A little SpongeBob reference for you out there. The subliners got swept in the winner's final 3-0. They got basically obliterated. Okay. The subliners then proceed to come back into the grand final and utterly fucking dominate in the first three games of this series against the Ultra. To put things into perspective here, let's just back it up just a quick beat. Hydra of the New York subliners was named MVP of the league. There is a statement, Will, you can attest to this too. In sports media, traditional sports media, right? Baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is. The MVP of the league is supposed to be considered the most valuable player on the team that they're a part of. 
As in, that team could not function, basically, without that player on that team. Right? I mean, yeah. Sometimes they just give it to people with splashy stats. Right, but, but, you know. but the intention... Yeah. Like the meaning of the reward, most valuable player is you are the most valuable player for the team that you're a part of. Yeah. Okay. Hydra won the award for MVP of the league of the regular season leading up to this. Okay. He was the most valuable player on his team. His team would not be the same without him. I I would semi agree with that statement. Kismet definitely proved otherwise in this grand final at least. Okay. At the end of the sweep that happened against the Ultra and the Subliners in the winner's final, well, Ultra 3-0'd them, Scrappy said, we knew how they were going to play, we game plan for that, and let's be real, you shut down Hydra, the team's pretty ass. Crowd goes crazy, oh my god, fucking edgy, wow. Kismet, in an interview after all that had taken place. Somebody asked him, did you see that interview by chance? Like they asked Kismet and I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, he's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to beat him tomorrow or whatever it was. And he, he was talking about how he doesn't appreciate like the calling out of individual players. And he thought that was pretty disrespectful. And I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. So then um, what's up, disgruntled? Welcome back. We have the grand final take place. And games three, one, two, and three, games one, two, and three were absolute blowouts by the subliners. Yeah. Like they were absolute fucking blowouts. What they kept in game one, which is hard point, they kept uh, su- uh they kept ultra under a hundred. Yep. They put him in the hundred point come for the first time all season. Yep. And you just knew at that point you're like, oh shit. Uh-oh. The S and D wasn't even fucking close. It's like six to three. Yeah. Wasn't even fucking close. And then the control wasn't even fucking close. Three Oh. Yep. Then we get to game four. This is hard point again. And this was a lot more respectable. Things came pretty close. Yeah. But again, subliners just shut shit down at the very end of the game. Yeah. This hard point went back and forth. It did like hold, hold for one team, hold for one team, hold, you know, back, just back and forth until subliners, uh, chained a couple together to get the win. Yep. So they, they win that game. It was pretty close though. Uh, ultra kept it respectable. Subliners are up currently four Oh, in the grand final game five was S and D again. Ultra were up three Oh. Yeah. It came out hot. Yep. So to, to put things into perspective here, I hadn't watched it live. Oh, yep. I, uh, I slept and, uh, and I opened up my phone and I see you guys were popping off in discord about it. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I look on Twitter. I'm like, Oh my, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And a sweep. What? So then I go back and I watch the broadcast and I see they're up. I see ultra up three Oh in the final S and D what would be the final S and D. And I'm like, subliners come back from D- being down Oh three in this game. Uh Oh yeah. They, I think they chained through another three off three or four off in a row. Toronto ties it four four. And then it was over from there. And Subliners the, took it away. The best part was Scrappy was the final death in the final round. Oh yeah, for the <laughs> Subliners. Um. So, it, the the thing that I loved, the thing that I loved about this, oh, Invisiblade, 
uh, it was not even because I'm over 30. It was really because like I had a really bad last couple nights of sleep. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the head. Uh, and yeah, I just really wasn't able to sleep well. So it is what it is. But yeah, unfortunately I slept with the grand finals of call of duty champs. Um, but the thing that I love most about this is that Kismet won uh finals MVP of the tournament. And in his post game interview, um, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into all that. Mm-hmm. I'm just super excited for my team played out of their minds. It's fucking awesome. And, and all that. And I'm like, that's great. That is awesome. You shut him the fuck up. That's for sure. He did come back on Twitter. Like scrappy came back and said, um, love me or hate me. I'm coming back like stronger than ever. And I would expect you to take this loss like on the chin, you know, and want to come back harder, harder, best, harder, better, faster, stronger. And, but I just, I love how Kismet handled the situation from start to finish. Yeah. I, I think he started off. Someone had meant like blaze had mentioned it to him. Um, and he's like, yeah, there was an interview that happened yesterday. He's like, like, I forget the wording, but yeah, you're right. He was basically like, I don't want to talk about that or I I, I don't want to focus on that type of stuff. Like I'm so proud of my team right now. Yep. Absolutely. So good for them. Congratulations to the subliners. That's three um, major land events that they won this year. So they won what major two, five and champs. I think they won one. Oh, one, five and champs. One, five and champs. Okay. So congratulations, subliners. You guys fucking killed it and absolutely deserved it. And uh, like as much as everybody loves a villain in the space, I am happy that Scrappy lost in that sense because I thought it was incredible. Again, talk about a humbling experience because he, like I said earlier, you go back and listen. I did say this is that he is one of those players that normally can back it up. Okay. So all power to him, but you got to be able to take the punches too. So yeah. That's that. That's it for Cotton Other Games Watch. Congratulations again to the subliners. It's time for Will's Adventures with a Overs. Another games for me, too. Will, what'd you play last week? Just been playing some Halo Infinite. Yeah? Yep, grinding away. Season four tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I hope th- I've been having an issue with the game that I hope resolves itself with the update. But, like, I'm getting, like, 100, you know, 40 to 80, 180 frames. And there's times where it looks like I'm just getting, like, you know, 40 frames, maybe 50. Like, it's choppy. Wonderful. It looks like things are skipping on my screen. And, uh, yeah, it's an issue. I've tried lowering graphic quality, and that made it worse. Oh, no. Which makes, you know, which means it's not like a system, my system thing. It's just the game itself. Play Pat says, uh, my frames be dropping. I lose half my frames. Mm. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, that sounds awful. Invisiblade says HRL wins. Uh, no, <laughs> we're 0-2. You guys stepped up in the division, right? Yeah, we moved to Masters. And uh, we went, we've won every single Slayer we've played. I'll just say that which means we've lost every single objective we played. Well, now you know what you need to work on. Exactly. And now with the uh, Continuum Transfunctioner coming out. Yeah, that's another thing that's been f- 
screwing us over. Camo grabs on Argyle. Well, like, that's just, the question. Fuck it. Um, you sh- does she has Shio announced whether or not you guys are going to be using season four settings or preseason four for it's the remainder not. of the season? I mean, every time it's been there's been an update, we've just rolled with the update. Okay. So I'm assuming we'll be playing with the new maps, the the ranked settings. Okay. Sounds good. There we go. That's all I played. What about you, Josh? Uh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Playplant asks, "Why is this game so taxing on a PC? It's an arena shooter. Please explain this." Hashtag just infinite things. I don't know how to tell you. Shio just said, "Pretty much no choice in the HRL Discord." Okay. Yeah. Well, invisibly, can you ask him? Because it, it. I don't know if you guys care, but like they did say that they're going to be using, uh custom games that have Arlington in the name for the Arlington major, because those are going to be used preseason four settings. I'd rather just switch over and roll with it. Okay. Personally, unless those HDS Arlington modes are available to the public. See, there we go. Look, 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 the side conversations happening throughout the show. Complex says, uh, they're going to be Arlington settings. Yeah. There you go. Welcome complex. Um, Ronan says, finally got a chance to watch Dragon Ball Superhero over the weekend. I thought it was pretty good. And the uh, CGI thing didn't bother me much. That's good. Glad you enjoyed it. Dino, uh, the Dean of Deans says, been skip a uh, new Starship Troopers game been distracting me lately. I've heard it's actually pretty decent. I've heard it's pretty decent. Um, what I've been playing is I played through the Final Fantasy 16 demo. And I, I talked about this in Discord. I want to shout this out right now on this show too. If you have a PlayStation 5, hear me out. If you have a PlayStation 5, play the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Even even if you don't think that you're a Final Fantasy fan, play the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Trust me. It is a very very rare occurrence, especially in today's day of gaming, where you have a demo come out that is a slice of the actual game that is releasing so much so that your progress transfers to the main game. If you choose to purchase the main game. Okay. It is incredibly well done. It is not very long. Yes. There are a lot of cutscenes, but Holy shit. I was already, I already pre-ordered the game. I already know I'm going to buy it. I already know I'm going to play it. I already know I'm going to probably like it, but that demo reaffirmed everything reaffirmed everything. If you have a PlayStation 5, even if you don't think you're a Final Fantasy fan, play the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Absolutely free. And if you decide to purchase the main game, your progress carries over. It's fucking great. It's great. I'm Can't putting but, it on my to-do list right now. Do it up. Do it up. Like I said, there are a good amount of cutscenes in it, but like holy shit. Cam DeLorean, thank you very much for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Dean says it's solid. If you if you're tired of buggy games, so you can just shoot bugs. Highly recommend for folks from Buenos Aires looking to kill them all. He's talking about the Starship Troopers game, by the way. And then Brooks says Final Fantasy games are like half my backlog, dude. I'm right there with you. I still never played through. Uh, I've never finished seven, like the original seven. I played remake. I, f- I mean, I finished remake. I never played the. I never finished the original seven. Never finished twelve, and that's a game I really want to play through again. Now with like the speed updates and shit. A lot of games I haven't played. Whatever. And then I uh, played some more Diablo 4. I love it. 
It's very, very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I definitely want to get this game at some point. Yeah. It's very, very good. So, yeah, Diablo 4. That's it. That's all I played. It's time for some shout-outs. Yeah! Oh, shout-out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Sheesh. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, my God. How the fuck do you pronounce that? Which one? Wayhe Badui? I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Um, Dougie to the Fresh, Tatastrophe, Modesty, Big Bird, Tomper, Redonculus, Brotowski, Success Certain, Delta Dan, and Cam DeLorean. Thank you very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then Chicka with the 12-month resub and uh, Pancakes with the gifted sub. You guys get a woo! Thank you so much for that additional support. Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That is Pistol RX, new patron. Welcome. Danny OJ, Danny Phantom, Riznak, Zarners, Obby Joy, Mr. Smiley, High Tech Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neeb, Heavy Rainfall, Elated Dartboard, and Carnage. Thank you guys so very much for the additional support over on Patreon. Will's going to shout that shit out later on as well. It's pronounced Raybird. So are you. Moving on. Happy early birthday to Riznak. Hey, yo. And then congratulations to Brian Makes Games on being promoted to lead technical game designer at Respawn Entertainment. Just want to give him a shout out because we love him and yeah. he's been part of this community basically since its inception. Right? Yeah, a long ass time. Yeah, long ass time. Huge we, shout out, Brian. We met him at uh, Outpost Chicago. We did. We did. Yeah. Super nice dude. We're in the 103 Easters. Yeah, I still remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking like uh, the button up. Yeah. Like baseball looking one. Yep. Oh my God. It looks sick. Oh, it looks sick. Shout out. Brian makes games. You're amazing. Community creations. I only have halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash halo memes. Go check that out. Um, and fuck Reddit CEO. Just going to throw that out there. That's all I got. Will, yeah. if you could do me a favor and plug this thing that we call a podcast. <laughs> It's just an overall show now. It's hard to just label it as a podcast. A showdown? Oh, no. Never mind. Uh, as Josh mentioned, we now have our Patreon. Uh, search for HS Pro Talk over there. We're doing some extra content, extra audio show. This uh, month's episode was like, what, two hours long almost? Uh, one hour, 46 minutes, and 27 seconds currently. Yeah. Uh, talked about uh, one of our favorite film franchises out there. Oh, you're, I thought we we're talking about how long the show is right now. No, the, the that audio, one was two hours. Yeah, yeah, that was two hours. And the extra audio show where we talk about our favorite, one of our favorite film fan, yes. franchises. Uh, video show. Uh, I'm currently in editing of us playing a uh, Pro Talk plays plays a game together. We do some random shit, have some fun, put it out there for you guys. Um, there's a Q and A that happens at a certain tier. I'm forgetting the tiers and where everything lands, but. Uh, and then there's also uh, the top tier, the GOAT tier. If you uh, want to do something a little special with Josh and I. Uh, a little special. Hey. We fucking? <laughs> no. Oh, fine. God damn it. I'm trying to, you know, like, whose line is it anyway? You get to do something special with me? I'm watching a lot of those shorts now. They're, they're good. They're good. Thanks, Ronan. And then, as always, <laughs> oh, wait, what did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. He says, Josh was right a few times, ranted a bit, and pronounced everyone's names perfectly. Right? That's like a perfect synopsis of the show. And perfect. Tools, good to see you, man. I'm sorry you missed the show. Yeah. 
But that's why it's a podcast you can go watch after it's posted. <laughs> All right. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HES Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others like Josh's favorite. Pocket Casts. Not an ad. Still not an ad. Uh, join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Link is provided in the Google Doc at the show notes of the show or on our link tree on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, we're on those social media sites like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and TikTok. If you want to count TikTok as social media, some shorts going up there. Yeah, technically it is, right? Stuff. Yeah. yeah, go go check us out. Uh, we do have our YouTube. If you want to watch any old VODs or any of our interview series, youtube.com slash HCS Pro Talk. And we're live Monday, 7 p.m. Central on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HCS Pro Talk. And if you go to hcspro.talk.com, it'll actually send you over to evolvedhalo.com. Your home! For Halo? Because, yes, we are partnered with the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out their great shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV+, Book Club, Build with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Go check it out. Check it out. Halt, don't worry. That's why it's a podcast. Like I told Tools, it's available on all your favorite podcast services or YouTube or Twitch after the show. So you can go check it out. You know? Yeah. 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 Bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, is that, is that it? That's all I got. You're going to ask me what's on next week's episode, Will? What do we got? Our HCS Arlington major preview is next week. Yes, the Arlington Major is in two weekends. Very much excited for it. Um, if you're going to be there, if you're going to be there at the Arlington Major, come find me. I'll have event-exclusive stickers for free. You can come get them. And also, um, we'll have an event-exclusive merch line that's available during the weekend of the Major as well. We'll make sure to tweet out that. When that goes live. So. Yeah. And yes, please, please, please go watch that Sticky Buddy video. Please, for the love of God, oh, watch that oh Sticky Buddy video. Yeah, I was in tears over here. If you couldn't notice. It's just Pro Talk Tailgate begins when I'm in Arlington. Uh, begins when in Arlington? Or just come find me. Just come find me. Hit him up on Twitter. Yeah. Seriously, like if you, if you want to, if you want an easy way to figure out where I'm going to be, obviously like we'll post fits and whatnot, but like, uh, just hit me up in the DMS and I'll tell you where I'm at at that time. It'll make it easy. DMS are always open. So feel free. No, Arlington, Texas, uh, Brooks. Since we have a Taylor got a shout out Selena Gomez, another goat. She's got some good fucking songs, man. Selena Gomez got some good fucking songs. Hell yeah. Also, uh, great show, Only Murder in the Building. Oh. Uh, it's, I believe it's on Hulu. Nice. Yeah. I got to watch her uh, documentary that she came out with. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Yeah. Because the, the song that the documentary is named after is very good. Very good. I won't be in Arlington, but going to uh, seriously try to make worlds. John, we'll be there. We'll be there. 
with an event exclusive sticker that you could get as well. <laughs> oh, I love stickers, man. You do. I do. I love stickers and I want to give stickers away. Don't give your location away so freely. There's some weird people in chat. Oh, I know that. I'm not going to say like, that's why I said, get in the DMS. If you're at Arlington, I'll tell you like where I'm at in the venue. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I may have an exclusive sticker just for you too. Oh, fuck yeah. God, could be two crazy stickers, dude. That'd be sick. I mean, I, I won't be at Arlington, unfortunately, so. But you are going to try to make worlds. I'm, tr- I'm trying. Yes, he's going to try to make worlds. Oh, my God. 20-year-old stickers still stick? I mean, if they don't have the backing off, if they still have the backing on them, I would assume they do. Tell you one thing, it's taking a dominant spot on the laptop if I get one of those fuckers. I'm telling you what. Yeah, I feel like uh, it'll match well with the Blockbuster sticker down yeah. here. Remember crazy. Remember Block Bleaster? <laughs> what? The Amanda Show. I don't remember that. What the fuck? I didn't watch a ton of the Amanda oh Show. Oh my god, man, Amanda, 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 Amanda. If I don't make it out there, I'll mail them to you. Once I find them, I'm pretty sure I know where they are. Please do, John. Please do. Please do. And if, uh, obviously, uh, address information, whatnot, hit us up in the DMs. Send that over to you. If if you're not able to make it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Blockbusters suck to work at. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah, I kind of want to redo some of these. I'll be at HGS Ohio if that ever happens. If they do, like, a Columbus event, I'm, I mean, that'd be cool, obviously. You know when I find them, I'll post them on Twitter and tag you so fast. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited. I miss that store so much. So many memories in those stores. So many. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 292 of HCS Pro Talk. Thank you so very much for listening or watching. If you're tuning into the live show, thank you very much for doing so. Keeping the conversation civil as always. Uh, Keeping the conversation going as always. And if you... Like Will said, if you want to keep the conversation going even further, join the Discord, exclamation point Discord and chat, as always. Invisiblade, 300 is on the way, and thank you for being here. John's already texted me Seattle prices, trying hard to get us all the worlds. Dude, I'm, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. All right, that'll do it for us. Next week, HCS Arlington Preview. You do not want to miss it. We'll break down the pools. We'll break down our always wrong predictions. Roster mania has finally concluded. This is going to be an insane event. This could set up things for how the rest of the year is going to go. Um, We'll have to wait and see. But hey, we'll be back next week. But until then.